All right. Thank you for coming this week. Let's start with the no karma. <laughs> So, when most people think about practicing religion, the idea of fun doesn't come to mind. And that's a shame, because Jainism is fun. And the better we can incorporate fun into our practice, the farther we are to walk the path, to advance upon our spiritual path, and the easier it will be to teach our children the path, right? So the first way to make Jainism fun is to practice it in groups. Now, you know, I had a, an epiphany several years ago about running. Uh, I would be a horrible running partner. If you asked me to run, it, you would hate me because I focus on my breath and I can't interrupt that. It's like, it starts out as three in and two out, and then it moves from two in to two out, and I can't talk. I can't keep you company when we're running. Uh, I can't be a fun person when we're running. So I will be a horrible running partner. Uh, and the other reason I would be a horrible running partner is because it's not fun for me. It's not a good time. I'm not in a good mood when I'm running. I'm just doing it to get it over with because I know that it's healthy for me and I just want to get it over. And so that got me thinking about, you know these races where people come together and they run in groups? I thought that, well, what kind of person is going to these races? I thought, oh, it's competitive people because they want to see where they, where they stack up in their area. Or I thought it's people that you know, that invited other people to do it and they're doing a fun run kind of as a bonding exercise. But the epiphany I had was that it was mostly single runners. And why do they do it? Um, it's because those people think running is fun when they do it with groups of people. They think it's fun to do it with strangers. So it's like watching a movie. It's like when you go to the movie. You don't necessarily go to meet everybody there, right? But you think it's fun to watch in a group of people to see their reactions or to see if they laugh when you laugh. It's just fun to do in a group. So just like running, doing Samvar and Nirdra is fun to do in a group. So there can be a competitive aspect like running. We often have that with the fasting, right? Oh, I fasted two days, I fasted three days, I fasted for two meals, I fasted for this. So that's fine. It's fine to hack our brain, which is part of our body and not part of ourselves. It's fine to hack our brain to move the energy from one place to another place that's more productive. I think that's good if we promote a competitive aspect. It can't go too far, obviously. There can be a social aspect to practicing Jainism learning and studying together. We're doing the learning part right here. We're doing the studying part right here. And for a lot of people, it helps to do it together because they can ask questions, they can do different things. That's the fun part. There can be a team aspect to practicing Jainism. When we all sing together, if we're all part of a choir and we all learn the stubborn and we learn different parts, and it's fun to be part of a team. So the first way we can make Jainism fun is to practice it in groups. So of course, you guys, your group is us, we are a group, but you already have a built-in group. That's your family, right? So the best way to have fun with Jainism is to practice it with your family. Of course, you are your own soul and you're responsible for your own soul. Your wife is responsible for her soul and your children are responsible for their souls. But that doesn't mean we can't support each other and have fun doing it, practicing it in groups. So tell me some ideas we can use. This class has always been about taking Jainism out of these four walls and into the classroom. 
So tell me about how we can make Jainism fun by practicing it with our family. I think we discussed one of the incidents. We had a homework to come up with a one Jain dish to cook together in right. the family, right? Right. So that's food is a very integral part of everybody's lives and where people come together. That's one way. Um, what other ways? I mean, there are many other ways I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Put your mind to it. That's definitely one of them. The, the one I can think of um, as you compare that with the running, uh, even tapascharya. They, you know, I, I know within my family, I know when we were roommates in the college, there were some roommates who have never done any tapascharya and they come here and started doing upwas. So this thing, it's, it becomes a team sport. And like the things they say of, I mean, I just saw today, there is a banner about Uddhan in the, in the Dirasa today. And that's also a team. I mean, you know, there's 100, 200 people come together and they stay here 18 days with Marat Sahib with like very difficult situation. Even kids do it less than 15 year old are doing it for 18 days. And that's a team sport again, that everybody comes together and, I know some of my uh, near relatives, uh, the girls are old as Jeremy, maybe 11 or 12 years old. They, they first two days was tough for them. They, when they stayed 18 days with Marat Sahib, but they didn't want to come home. They said, no, we, we don't want to leave because it's two things. One, it's they have friends around who are watching them. And then second is, uh, so they can they, they, uh, overcome the inconvenience for first two days and they stayed there 18 days. So I, I, I think it's, same as running, where you know you have a little bit of ache in your stomach or in your feet. When you have somebody pushing you, you you cross the the finish line. I I think it could be very well applied into our uh, our journeys and practices. Right, and it's a shame that we don't think of Jainism as fun because this precious life we have, this precious time we have to do somewhere in Nirjara is too short not to have fun, right? And we can easily come on in. We're talking about how to make Jainism fun. And it's a shame that it isn't fun. And the first way to make Jainism fun is to practice it in groups. The second idea I want to leave you with is meditation is really fun. Now, from the outside, hey, thanks for joining us. We're talking about uh, how to make Jainism fun. And the first idea is to practice Jainism in groups because when you do things in groups, it's fun. Like when you go running in groups, even though running sucks, it's fun. When you go watch a movie, you don't necessarily want to meet the people there, but you want to watch the movie in a group. So that makes it fun. Can you imagine going to a theme park by yourself and the whole theme park is my for yourself? <laughs> you have to have people around you. <laughs> so the second idea I want to leave you with is Meditation is really fun, okay? Now I know from the outside, it looks boring as hell, okay? But it's really fun. The first thing I think I should mention is that meditation at the beginning is not thinking of nothing, okay? Rather, it is noticing when you get trapped by your thoughts instead of letting them go. It's fun to see all the different ways your brain tries to trick you into falling for its trap because your brain is trying to trap you to get stuck in these thoughts, okay? When you catch yourself getting stuck in thoughts, that be, then it's time to start playing detective, okay? How did that train of thought start? For me, it's usually one of three reasons when I'm meditating. First, a sensation starts a train of thought. Hearing, seeing, smelling, or touching something starts a train of thought where one thought leads to another. And I only know that because I work my way backwards. The second reason is that one of those sensations, instead of directly causing a thought, it triggers a memory in my brain. And that memory causes a thought, which causes another thought, which causes a chain of thoughts. And the third is I can't trace, when I get stuck in a thought, in several thoughts in a row, and I realize it and I come out of it, and then I start to play detective and see how, how, did, how far back can I trace those. Sometimes I go all the way back and I can't trace it to any sensation. 
And that's when I know it was delivered to my brain from my subconscious, spontaneously. You can do this. This is something that you can do. And the fun part is that these chains of thoughts are very long and convoluted. So it's the best game of detective you'll ever play. And it makes me laugh every time because hearing a sound reminded me of a song and that reminded me of a video game and that reminded me of my ex-girlfriend and that reminded me of a restaurant and that made me hungry. And that's when I woke up. I was like, why am I hungry? Why do I want to eat this food? And then I have to go back and I was like, why was I thinking about my ex-girlfriend? It's like, why was I thinking about that video game? And you go back and back and it's really fun, okay? We talked more about, we talked a lot previously about your thoughts enslave you, right? But after a while, when you're good at resisting your brain, it's no longer your thoughts enslaving you. Rather, you'll be entertained at all the ways your brain tries to trick you. Okay, so instead of being your master, your brain becomes your jester and you start having fun. Now, the thing to keep in mind is I'm not like some sort of super meditator, okay? This advice is not coming from like a grand master meditator. This is available to you at the very beginning of your meditation practice. You can, you can start to do this within weeks or within months that you can start to have fun meditating. And you know, just like fun doesn't come to mind when we talk about practicing religion, who thinks about fun when practicing meditation? But I guarantee you it's fun. So questions or comments about, or do you not believe me that meditation is fun? But there's no doubt meditation is fun. But the question comes to my mind multiple times is, do you see it different when you do it different time of the day? If you meditate early in the morning versus in the evening, for instance, do you feel anything because of all the events that has happened during the daytime would dilute your meditation compared to you wake up in the morning and do it? Have you experienced that? It's certainly harder to do at the beginning of meditation in the evening because you're right you think about you you get more times to get stuck in your thoughts mm -hmm. right but as you become good at it which doesn't take long it becomes easy to start letting them go mm -hmm. and then at that point it it doesn't matter whether it's the morning or the evening the way i think about meditation now which is i did before is i i want to accomplish a state of thoughtlessness mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately uh, what it becomes is like you know sort of planning for after the meditation it's just that free time that you you use into planning and and, and doing things like that which is not the purpose right and uh, so to me that that's the the game against myself of not trying to do something other than achieve a state of non-thoughts, uh, right. non-emotions and non-such, which I realize it now that I'm trying to achieve. In past, I said, okay, I'm trying to either uh, read something or I'm trying to do something, but to achieve this, not doing something, even not having a thought, is the meditation. I have not been able to accomplish it, uh, which is, something to me it's a game like as you explain it's a game of myself that i can't play against myself where i'm trying to avoid any thought right completely thoughtlessness uh of any sort it would be my game next time i try to do the meditation but are you having fun doing it it kind of sounds like you get frustrated when you get lost in thought so can we redirect that to make it like instead of being frustrated make it fun I won't call it a frustrated. I, I, I actually somehow, uh, for lack of a better term, I call I try to optimize my time and, and use this this time to come up with something productive, right. which is not productive for what I'm doing. But it's still <laughs> I, I I never felt like upset with myself. But I feel like that's not the purpose that I should be and wanting to do. But that's what I end up doing sometimes. Right. Another thing could be if you expect uh, something great to happen after the meditation, I mean, 
you don't see much of a difference, that kind of say, okay, shall I continue or not, right? So if a person is doing it only for less than a week or two, and maybe they have not been able to find a tangible um, difference uh, to, to their lifestyles or anything. Uh, because, you know, the, the mind and thought process is so vigorous, you may not be able to immediately, you know, see the difference between last week and this week. And that can lead to, okay, I think, I don't want to spend 15 minutes of this, I would rather plan it. That could also be a case, because you don't see meaningful, tangible differences mm. right away. That's a great point, because meditation is hardest at the beginning. Right. It is, and that's, I guess that's true for most things, but it's extremely hard at the beginning. So if we can make the process fun, that playing detective part fun, then maybe we could keep going with it rather than expecting your life to change. Just say, hey, let's do this fun thing and let's keep doing it. Because it's really, you're right, it's really hard to notice that it's making a difference in your life. And it's only later on where you're like, I wonder why I reacted differently here. Oh, it's because I thought about this or something. It's because I was able to let, you know, this one time I was able to let my anger go because I was used to practicing letting my thoughts go. And I, and to even connect that to your meditation practice is extremely difficult. Um, and so that's a great point. If we can make just the meditation part fun, just for that single session, then we could convince ourselves to keep coming back, even though we don't see that tangible evidence of our quality of life improving. And another way to, to get that evidence that I have personally noticed is for the same situation with somebody else, if they come back and tell you that I was expecting you to be really mad at me and you are not, that is the first first uh, proof that it's working. <laughs> That's the very first proof. Because right. uh, kids, especially kids, they will come and they are afraid of presenting something right. from the past history. And this time they have, they have to do it and they do it without us getting too much emotional about it. Right. And then they start giving you that feedback that will be, okay, something is working for you and for them. Yeah. Exactly. So other questions or comments. We talked about making Jainism fun by doing it in groups. We talked about making Jainism fun by realizing that meditation is fun. Go ahead. I, I have one, one other thought. So uh, when I would call it growing up would be make me to think about it was years ago. But back in India, there were other religions who were having other fun things uh, as a religious. And people came together, for example, there was a Swaminara and not just BFPS, but others, they were having a cricket match. There was Swadhyay group, they were doing the fun youth activity things, mm -hmm. which in past, Jainism, it was not like, it was mostly times, it was either the Samayek or uh, Pachala or some other things that was being done. Uh, now, even the, the Jain uh, institutions have accepted that, okay, you can have a cricket match, for boys and girls and uh, other things together people because you know you don't want to always just to do it for Pratikamur or Samaik. The fun things it, it becomes fun when you associate with the same minded same uh, thought people and and do it a lot of activities not just the religious related activities and I, I think those things are important I mean like we had chess club I mean so many people signed up here uh, in past similar activities will will keep like a basketball hoop, for example. I mean, I, I can 100% sure, I mean, if there's a basketball hoop, there'd be, you know, 20 kids trying to shoot into it uh, after Pachala or something like that. I think if within the limits of the religion, which I, I'm glad even the, uh, the centers, Jain centers in India have adopted it, I think we should have these activities, which actually gets us, you know, to me, I, the best time I probably meditated, sometimes I feel I accomplished a lot. I've done well in the days, the way I am, and I'm like, okay, now I don't have to think about anything else and I can sit down for 30 minutes and, and meditate because I'm happy that I've accomplished enough and I don't need to accomplish more. Mm -hmm. So when you play, when you do things, when you're in Pachala, when you play basketball, and then you know if you ask everybody to sit down for 15 minutes when they're tired and have a state of without thoughts, at least in my mind, I think that's probably more practical, especially for uh, young kids and such. So mm -hmm. I, I think that sort of thing should be well integrated into the things we do 
uh, in my opinion. So, go ahead. <clears throat> my only question around it, is it a counter against the whole gene principle of attachment, making things fun, and you getting associated with religions because it's fun versus whatever purpose you were thinking of Jainism, right? Right. So it makes it counter-argumentative. Right. So remember, when we talked about Anikantha, we said, depending on where you are on the spiritual path, I will give you different advice. And that advice will be directly opposite because it depends upon where you are. So for the people just getting started, I think that the advice to make Jainism fun is a good one because that will, whatever keeps you advancing along the path is correct. But for the people who are very advanced, the advice to stop having fun because now you understand the importance of burning your karma. Now you understand it. You don't need to hack your brain to make it fun to do it anymore. You understand that importance. Now the advice I'm going to give you is to stop all that. And just like the way we, we tell our children, well, do as much good karma as possible. And then they tell us, well, isn't good karma binding to my soul and making me less likely to achieve moksha? Yes. But you're going to bear the fruits of that good karma. And then when you're further along the path, I'm going to tell my children, well, now stop doing those things, right? So that's true. And unfortunately, this, uh, most people don't get the idea because it's complicated to wrap your head around it. We had to add several classes before I can just tell you in two minutes and remind you of what we talked about, right? For that idea to become clear. And what Mihir mentioned is uh, very good and it's about what we want the Jane Center to be, right? And unfortunately it's controversial and I can tell you I come squarely down this on the side of we want a basketball hoop, we want cricket matches, and I can see where other people are coming from because there is that social aspect to the Jain Center because we were talking about uh, practicing Jainism, right? How to make practicing Jainism fun. But what Mihir was talking about is a little bit different because playing cricket is not practicing Jainism. But if it keeps people coming together, if it keeps people from doing bad things that they might otherwise do with their time, if it keeps, gives people a reason to come to the Jain Center and they're at the beginning of their spiritual practice, I certainly think those are good ideas. I certainly think that the Jain Center should meet the social needs of its members apart from religion. You know, let's have a social night or let within the bounds, of course, right? We're not going to bring alcohol into the temple. We're not going to do, you know, within uh, appropriate ways, right? But we can do things together under the banner of the Jane Center of Houston that are not purely religious, that are for so, those social things. I understand it's controversial, and I certainly understand the people on the other side. But what I think the people on the other side don't understand is when people are ready, they are going to let go of those social things. When they're ready, when they're further along the spiritual path, the answer is no. Do not come to the Jane Center to play cricket anymore. You know better, right? You know you come to the Jane Center, you have a very limited window of opportunity. You should spend all your time in the temple room, you know, doing your meditation or doing your nirdra and doing your summer. But, may, but maybe have your kids come play cricket, right? <laughs> because you're at different places along the spiritual path, right? And so I think that those, the people that say, no, the Jainism should be only Jane stuff, you know, only Jane practicing only, our members don't deserve or need or they can have their social needs melt elsewhere. We don't want people to mix, mix, in, uh, mix together without having some higher Jane purpose in mind. Well, there is that higher Jane purpose. I think that they're missing that. And uh, it certainly is a controversial thing. Does anybody have, want to take the other side? Uh, certainly, I, I can take the other side, but I don't agree with the other side. Well, I think we are doing certain things, for instance, related with the Jain functions. We do offer things for kids, for instance, Mahavijanti program, uh, you know, uh, 3Ps, a lot of different things we do offer that actually is a motivational and inspirational to the kids. Now, so we are targeting certain things probably on the age group, I guess. What, what I hear both sides are saying like, okay, what about the age or 
15, 16, 18 till 25, 30, right? That's always been the case that they leave and then they come back. And for that, I agree. I think this thing would help the things that we just talked about. Um, so can you just close the door? So I think uh, um, there is obviously, uh, you will now be able to please everyone on both sides and we will never be able to get 100% on either side. Uh, if we have not tried it, just to keep, just to make a point, we can try it and see uh, what is the turn, uh, turnout rate on it. Mm -hmm. So what, what would you say if there are, James and I had a, what they call a lock-in for youth. Is that we had it. We had a lock-in for yeah. you. So what happened long, multiple I, decades ago is we had lock-ins when we were youth uh -huh. at one point, and then after it happened a year or two later on, the parents caused an uproar because they didn't feel that was uh, the other side. Other side. There <laughs> right. was Personally, no like, Jane purpose yes, in yes, mind. Right. It was just a purely social thing right. to bring Jane people together to have fun together without any Jainism in mind, and, right? But it was here. Yeah. Locking was here yeah. in those halls, yeah. right? So, and I thought it was success, honestly, I thought that. That is part of these, that, I'm talking about oh, when I was probably okay. in college, so that would have been the high school. Before. Okay. So, uh, multiple decades ago. Maybe we people, <laughs> you were participant, right? <laughs> yeah, I, not that particular locking, I was only seeing the drama there. Yeah. 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 But I was, Going along the point that even the camps, right, the, the youth yeah, camps, so uh, what they were doing was inviting their non-Jane friends. Mm. So that became also Easy. dramatic because if you invited a Hindu versus a Muslim, mm. then it became more drama. And those kind of things. Which is very interesting because we, we just had a discussion earlier about uh, one of my family friends was here and you know, Jainism have never, in fact, other religions, whether it's Muslim, Christian, Swami Narayan, they invite friends. Okay, that's the, it's, it's like you almost asked to come over. And I remember years ago, I went to Swadhyay and the only said, the only fees you have to pay is you have to bring two friends. This was like when I was in my childhood uh, and Swadhyay was pretty popular. And to me, in fact, inviting should be now, you know, encouraged in a way. We're not trying to bring somebody to change their religion, but if somebody is willing to come and interested to know about Jainism, but the one thing I would say is not that we, whether it's IPL, you know, in Mumbai, all the, a lot of Jain centers I know are doing like IPL style, one day thing for women, men, adults, kids, everybody, right? And they still follow the food is giant. They still follow that the choviar being done. So if if a Muslim comes and gets exposed to this, it's a good thing to me. I mean, okay, obviously if you do Ratri Bhojan and everything, that's a different thing. So you have to follow certain principles that, that gets followed. Everything else is, uh, in a way, that's how it worked. I've been to Swadhyay, I've been to Swaminarayan. When this thing's, bringing somebody, it's a plus. It's not a negative thing. It's, I, at least now that I understand it. So the reality is that we are in competition, not we. The reality is that Jainism is in competition Absolutely. with other religions. But is that our problem? Is that anybody's problem? That's a, people come down on different sides on that. It's true that Jainism is in competition with other religions. And this aspect of fun is doing some kind of missionary work to expose people, non-Jains to Jain, to Jainism. But is that our problem? Is our problem growing? Is our problem doing missionary work? Is our problem proselytizing? Well, no, our problem is removing the karma from our soul. Some people think that is a very big problem and that we should be addressing that. Some people do not. I think sitting here in Houston, it's a little easier for us to say that, but I can imagine the situation where family comes 10,000 miles from their hometown 
lives in a very remote area in Utah where there is no exposure to Jainism, raising the family with the two kids, three kids, and all this is the local populations. And if one of the parents or both parents have any ties to Jainism and want to continue something, they need some sort of an initiative or incentive like this. Otherwise, the kids are going to be very easily blend, in, blend into the locals. Right. So, so in, in that sense, I think things like this, things like what we're talking about, attracting people would be very beneficial because otherwise you will always have that thing in the back of your mind, your kid is not going to be exposed to the James. And at the core, you think that's a bad thing when the kids are somehow not, when the kids are blending in with whatever population they're surrounded by, I mean, at the core, that's your subjective statement is that that's a bad thing and we need to address that. Uh, yes, I do believe it's not a bad thing, but then you are actually probably not giving them an opportunity to explore something else as well. Right. They're not seeing the They're not culture. seeing the other side. They only saw one thing around them and that's the normal for them. I'd like to add one thing to you. I completely agree. Our, our goal is to do our Karmanujara. That's for sure. Uh, but it's a question again, isn't another uh, goal of our life is to help others to do the same? Kind of. One way that we practice Sambar and Nirjara is by helping others, reducing the suffering of others. And certainly through that logic, the best way to reduce the suffering of others is to teach them Jainism. Right. And or to teach them Jainism and, and with what we just discussed earlier, to teach somebody something, you have to bring them to the same page. You have to be have them interested to uh, to get that uh, teaching. And you know, as, as we have seen, I mean, you know, we even with kids teaching, we do a lot of different things to entice them to come to a point that they are listening to us. And then it becomes that, you know, a small message goes after a, after a while. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm not really preaching for that, that we should have these things. I also see that we have to have it. We can have a, a, a cricket match one day and then, you know, have a dinner at nine o'clock or whatever night. That's not what I'm, I'm, I'm promoting or, or having a, uh, but I'm just saying, it's, 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 as long as it's done in that respect, I think it's, uh, and I, I think you put it in, in a good way that I've ever heard before, that the advice is different based on the stage of that person in, in their journey towards their own karma nirjara. Uh, some people are not getting meditation, they just do work, work and work, they'll work in the kitchen forever and then they think that's their karma nirjara. Some people will do it through kwas, or some people will do it different ways. So, it's it's inclusive environment where you have needs that different people are, are getting catered for. So we talked about three. Oh, go ahead. Have you ever been to Satyarayana Swaminarayan Temple in Brahmin? Have you talked to people outside Mingal? Where? Yes. What is your opinion? Where? Swaminarayan Temple. Which one? One you live near. Oh, Stafford. I think you answered. Okay, go ahead. Have you ever been? I give you an example. I'm not trying to. I have a habit, no problem. I met two persons, and the way he was talking, you don't want to talk. It's so stressful, so hard. <laughs> what nonsense! Right. Moksha is here. Oh, that's a, how can you talk to? Him? So it turned you off of them. Yeah, I mean, what they I mean, not fun. <laughs> what I, no, my question is this: I talk to you, right? If I tell you that you are no good. He's good, he's good. You listen to me, eh? you don't argue, he's well. See, that's what we need to do with people. I come across a lot of people, no? My daughter, you know, my second daughter, she married Kerala, whatever. Uh -huh. I, she came here, whatever, come here, and here. Okay. Now, but she's still practicing some of the things at home. Mm -hmm. And my First daughter, she married Koja, mm -hmm. and he does, he and she both does Nakarmanth every day. Mm -hmm. I just, I just tell him, but you can't force him, and when I talk to people, 
it makes you nervous, no? Right. What, what, why is this? Why is this? Why is this? How much principle you believe? I, I'm giving an example. You go to Swami and get coffee, whatever it is. What what they charge you? Free? No. Plus profit? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Okay. No. Even though you have to buy, you have to buy. <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. And you know how much money they have? Uh-huh. I had been in California. I was one place. And he was in PCB business or something. And he was going to his office or photos of it. I was talking to him that somebody sent me there. And I said, I need a job. He said this and that. And as soon as you go and sat in the plant, all Swaminam. Okay. All these things makes you go apart. Right, and certainly that's part of us being in competition with other religions. No, it's not competition. It's a selfishness. Right. Well, the reality is is that there is a competition between religions. Whether we decide to care about it or not is a separate question. But there is a competition. How can about, you, how can you compete? You don't know everything. <laughs> that's right. That's true. No, and nonsense. <laughs> I give. I was watching the, one of the on iPhone message environmental. People other than John Jay, non-Jain, they believe so strict. I uh-huh. could believe this. <laughs> I understand it's just a basic friendship. Right. Like he, he teaches me everything to go into the temple and do all this work. I'm much younger than him. <laughs> 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 but I still follow him. Right. Because no, he does the thing right for me. Right. But he says go and drink water right? or somewhere else. Yes, <laughs> so all these things people have accepted. Right. You say fun, 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 forget about fun. Okay. I would <laughs> certainly have that. I'm not trying to with you. Yeah, but no, we, we, there is a counterpoint. Um, I come down on one side and it's certainly valid for people to come down on another side. Uh, the fourth thing I wanted to talk about is making Jane food is fun. As Bhavan mentioned, it's fun to try to make your favorite dishes Jane and vegan. Right? And then when you master that, move on to another dish. Okay? And so where I think people get caught up is that they try to go cold turkey. And that's never going to work. Okay? Just like you would never, if your goal is to lose weight, okay? You would never change your whole diet overnight. Or you would never try all the exercises possible the next day. Because you're guaranteed to fail. Okay? So one thing we should do is just work on one dish, okay? Just do one dish in the week, okay? Then when you master that and it tastes great, then do another one, right? And then you have replaced two meals, right? And then just replace one day out of the week with your two dishes, right? And that's great. And then when you feel like you're ready, you know, when you're not stressed out, then go for a second day. And that's how you're going to start changing. Um, yeah. And you can have fun going on a Jane vegan diet. I was in Nairobi, my daughter lived there. And the community, you won't believe this. They're so cooperative, so holding people. Nobody will be poor there. They're so strict. Mm-hmm. And also, not strict. They don't tell you to do this, do this, do this. That's your choice. I, I went. There and my daughter, father-in-law, he says, Kiranakal, come back. I'll take you every gently, gentle temple. And he found out of you. He found out of you. That is something you to think about. It. But you keep your mind open. No? But I, my daughter went to that, what do you call that? They go to that. Jamaat Khan. Jamaat Khan. Jamaat Khan. Jamaat Khan. Still makes me laugh. No? I said, what happened? I was just talking to him. He said, Daddy, I went to Jamaat Khan. What happened? He said, they threw me out. I said, what happened? He said, they're not Muslim. <laughs> so what they did? Seema, Chandranani Shah, Shah right. is Muslim. Right. Came home, the middle name is taken out. <laughs> <laughs> I just, and my two young kids, grandson, they all go to Jamaat Khan. All. They come here, they go. I allow to do it. I said, listen, doesn't matter which religion you believe. You have to be honest and truthful. Mm-hmm. And 
parents, they are very strict, no? Check, check everything. I've never seen these things in my life. I was in Nairobi, my second granddaughter, she used to give lecture in class. My, her both parents, after dinner, they sit down, they talk, listen to them, just nothing there. What kind of parent I am? Huh? <laughs> it, 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 it's a learning process for me. Huh? Right. But, and they are more than this. this what you need, you need to expose to the people where you can get communication. Right. Like I came to him, right? I, I, told, I know him very well. So, he mentioned to me about the program of Puja, PPP, and Kiran mm -hmm. I wanted to come. I thought I'd come. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> if somebody would have been in my place, he says, he will go home and think, who is he to tell me? He so all these things people have to practice before I do it. Even his kid, young kid, what's the name? Nirek. Nirek, Nirek and Jeremy. No, Jay. Nirek, Nirek and Jeremy. He, he talks, I listen. No? Mm -hmm. I make, I all fight with him, but I listen. You know why? You learn something. I've right. seen. I've seen, I learn more. You might say I see, talk to more young people. I talk to my talk to I talk to uh, I talk to your parents how much I love. Same thing I love. <laughs> so I I'm always you have to keep your doors open. Right. I'm yeah. sorry I talk too much. No, no you no, didn't no, talk no, too much. We need everybody's input. Absolutely. You have to practice yourself. Certainly all of us are ambassadors of Jainism when we come into contact with other people and certainly other religions are more or less egalitarian than Jainism. Some religions you have to donate 10% of your income and they distribute that in the form of, I guess they don't distribute it to everybody, they just use it to make the temple better or the churches better, something like that. Um, so we talked about four things. The last one I want to leave you with is uh, fifth, it's fun to help people and animals and other living beings. It's fun, okay? Now, it may seem a little unseemly to have fun doing charity, especially if people take it the wrong way. It may seem like you're having fun uh, because of your privilege of being able to help, which is not what we want to get across, or that you're having fun because you're looking down on other people when you do charity, like, look at me, I have so much money to give, or look at me, I'm doing this. That's Hopefully we don't get that, but if we just get joy from charity, that's super boring, okay? Why not have fun doing charity? You're allowed to have fun when you build a house, a uh, Habitat for Humanity house, right? You're allowed to have fun when you work there. You're allowed to have fun by playing fetch with a dog that you're rescuing, right? You're allowed to smile when you serve people in need. You're allowed to do those things. You can make it fun. You can make doing charity fun. And it is fun. Okay? It's not just the joy you receive from doing charity. It's not just the feeling good. You can make charity fun. So we talked about five ideas to make Jainism fun. So we talked about practicing in groups. We talked about meditation being really fun. We talked about this fourth one, this social aspect, having maybe a purely social aspect. We talked about that. We talked about making Jane food fun, and we talked about making charity fun. I'd like to end with two things. Uh, the first thing is, what else? I gave you five things. Maybe you were inspired to, what else can be fun about Jainism? And second, how do we make it fun for our kids? Which is really important. So, anybody have answers to any of those? Uh, or questions or comments about anything that we talked about? The five things, how else can we have fun or how can we make it fun for our children? I'll mention what about making charity fun, the, the, the one you just mentioned. I just uh, happened to see a video uh, where uh, about some hundred youth from Mumbai went to Palitana. So a person sponsored uh, them, the people who sponsored them, uh, uh, they basically took care of the volunteers after getting to Palitana, so everybody went to Palitana. Palitana, these volunteers 
for two days, they did so much bhakti, like from Sadhu Sadhvis, for taking care of to cleaning the, the dungar. Then, uh, you know, going to the Derasar and doing the Bhavana uh, uh, there. And you could see that the joy in every individual. There were people who did not have to pay, uh, pay a single penny, and there were people who spent like, you know, thousand lakhs or crores or whatever it is. Starting from taking care of these kids or youths when they arrived, all the way to when they got back home. Food and everything was sponsored by somebody. The point is that, you know, when you talk about having fun in the charity, you, you see the joy. You, you can imagine how they are, after going up the Dungar, after doing all the cleaning, after uh, carrying some of the Sadhu Sadhis who cannot get up the Dungar, they, they carried them because Sadhu Sadhis does not want to go by the Doli. They want to go when somebody Sadharmik wants to, to take them. After taking so much pain, they're so happy. They donated their time, they, somebody donated the money, somebody did whatever they could. And, and the joy is unmatchable uh, in those videos, in those pictures. So I, I think that sometimes gets, we don't uh, get to experience it as much because we are here, we don't get to Tirtistan. But I've seen, I mean, you know, going to Tirtistan, you don't have food after six o'clock and you still enjoy everything other than giant food is available and, and things like that. So I, that might not seem as, as obvious, but I think that that is also a very uh, important part of having fun or, or making religion fun. So that's kind of connecting the dots, right? What I just, what I just realized is you had some people who wants to, they can't do the physical aspect, but they can provide certain, you know, donations and charity work. Other people can actually youth can actually do sweat equity, you know, spending time and do that. So those connecting those dots, infrastructure on having some sort of an infrastructure where we can connect the dots. Uh, other piece would be the literature. I would say people who like to read, uh, if and there is so much literature out there that it's not easily accessible sometimes. So it's available but nobody is aware of. Making that awareness that if someone likes to read. This is the literature, like we have underutilized library over here. I mean, yeah. We have so many books and literature here, not people are utilizing. So that's something if we kind of have a, have a platform, some sort of, that can connect the dots. Could be very... I forgot the most important thing. This class is always about applying Jainism to your life, right? And I forgot the most important question is how are you going to change your life in a small way? Because if you try to change it in a big way, it's not going to work in a small way to have more fun practicing Jainism. That's the most important thing. We still have a little bit of time, and that's the most important thing I want us to think about. Not in the abstract, not making Jainism grow, not that. It's like, what are you going to do today or tomorrow to make Jainism more fun for you and your family? So I have one thing I have sort of, once I learned this from India, I actually have talked to a few folks here about having a day where we have a, a Jain society uh, sport event, uh, cricket or whatever it is, but sport event. So the, you can, you connect people in an informal way. They make their groups and such. We already have small groups internally anyway, but this is something like that, you know, maybe over summer or something we can plan, uh, to, to make things more interesting. Because like, you know, there's sort of some pin drop silence here in summertime. Nobody's like a derasar or anything. Everybody's away. So I've talked to some uh, committee members and those who are interested in sports. Hey, how about this? And uh, hopefully we'll keep on churning that to, to have something happen. Can I ask you a favor? Is when you approach them, present it in a Jane way to try to get that. Because you and I know it's great, right? We come down on that side, right? But for the people on the other side, present it in a way that's palatable for them. Okay. To get the most amount of you know, buy-in from everybody. Got it, okay. I tell me, remember I told Mihir last week, week before, I don't know when he was here, I said we should get these people who call it, should communicate with young people and spread the yeah. That's very important, no? because they are more capable of talking to young people, not to me, I'm just telling you. You can talk to them. That's the most important, you have to spread that way. No? How do I talk to my daughter? Right. She talks to me, I talk, but last different. But listen, 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 but it's ah, this is not going to work. 
And like, I just thought of when you present it, present like an agenda and say, okay, this is going to be the cricket match. Number one, we're going to say no karmantra. Number two, we're going to do this. Number three, it's going to be the cricket. Number four, we're going to say, michami dukudam if I hit you or whatever, you know, say that. And then, so try to, try to bring it in, you know, give it like the cover of that, just so we get that kind of. Um, and there's one thing. Never say no to kids. Never, never, <laughs> never. I'm telling Right. It, it's a lot of, I've seen with my own eyes, you know. And also, never say, I don't know. That's nonsense. I thought yes. it was good to say, I don't know, but I'll help you find the answer. Because they don't think that. You I should, thought that, that was that's good if you say, I, I don't know. Oh, okay. You said we should never say no to kids? I don't know. Why is that? Yeah. Everybody. He did say that. How about the grandparents? That's going to get us in trouble. <laughs> no, why should I get trouble? No, not you. He asked me, can I get a water? I, I don't know where to get water. Water is fine, okay? Water is fine. You know, there are so many things I've seen. I, I also. Can I, I get a device? Can I do this? So what? Okay, so I don't want to exclude anybody. Any questions from Samprati or Neil or anybody we have online? Any questions or comments? So the question is, we know it's bad to do bad things. We know the answer to whether to do good things depends upon your spiritual path. But what is the, is it bad or good to do good things without the wrong, with the, without the right intention behind them? And the answer is, it's less bad. It's less bad to do good things with the wrong intention uh, than doing bad things with the bad intention, but it's more good to do good things with the right intention. But what about expectation though? Like let's say if I, like let's say there's a homeless person and I, I give him a bit of a and when I give it to him, I think, oh, I, I'm expecting something good to happen to me, not in this life, but maybe in another life. But let's say if I give it to him just, hey, you know, just to help out with, without much expectation or without much passion behind it. What about that? So your mental state will determine how much karma binds to your soul and the intensity with which it binds to your soul. So if you just do it offhandedly without any care, you will get less good karma than if you say, you know what, I really, I want to start to practice giving things to people. I, w I know that I don't need this. I know that this person needs this. I want to do good for my soul. You And you give the person the uh, granola bar. It's the same action, but it's a different intention. And that makes a big difference. You will actually get more good karma in the second example than in the first example. Other questions or comments about anything we talked about? Sorry, I didn't say too much. No, no problem. No problem. We need everybody's discussion. Thank you, everybody, for coming this week. And your homework is to make Jainism more fun, make practicing Jainism more fun for you and your family this week. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.